This is Continuum Drag, a weekly podcast where we watch sci-fi, fantasy, and everything in between. Bonus content. Tech War, episode 13. Yeah, okay, we're gonna bob and weave all night here? Or are we gonna get to it? Now, what do you want from me? It's not complicated, Jake. I want to join forces, form a partnership. Two words. Why me? You're special. I've studied your career. I know how you turn your life around from tech head to tech crusader. You're the best. Nobody's put away more lords than you. We share the same goals. Welcome to Continuum Drag, the podcast brought to you by the generosity of our listener, Ryan. I'm Luke, here with my co-host, Jordan. What's real, Ryan? <laughs> well, he should be answering that then, shouldn't he? Because I have something that's real, but maybe it should be him answering. Well, shout out. Yeah, what's real, Ryan? I'll tell you what, you never answer what's real anyway, so don't give Ryan shit. No, no, I have one. I have one now. It's a, it's, a, it's a quote from the show. And they were like, surf the net through the matrix? Do I look like a wirehead? And I, and I remember that one line. I was like, I don't remember any of this. Is this how they talk in this show? You've forgotten Tech War? Yeah, I kind of forgot. There was a lot I forgot about Tech War when I was watching this. Thanks a lot, Ryan. <laughs> well, we're recording our first ever bonus episode for charity. Bonus content for charity. I'm, I'm, I'm playing with different names for it. It doesn't matter. We, we know what it, the point is. The point is... This is going to charity, so that's why. Uh, so you can't criticize how bad this might be. <laughs> well, our listener Ryan has generously donated to the Annex Cat Rescue here in Toronto, and he's requested that we go back to where it all began and watch another episode of Tech War. Yeah, and it's and it has been so long since we've watched this show, but um, I, part of it is like, I think it's very fitting. I think it was a good choice to go back to Tech War because it's what we started with. Uh, almost five years ago and good uh, job ryan yeah and uh but also um it's a little bit like revisiting an old friend you know it's been a while since we watched it uh, like do you remember why we originally took the escape pod on tech war and never finished it no i don't do i'm assuming one episode was just so bad that the score got so low but i don't remember what it was yeah yeah you don't so you don't have a general feeling for how tech war was back back when we watched it no, because uh, we we were uh, having this conversation uh, uh, offline, whatever people say, uh, when we were not recording, and uh, you had said that we'd probably find Tech War Tech War a lot better than uh, than we remembered at the time, and it's sort of true. There's like a there's a definite charm to this, to its sort of like hokiness, but I don't know if it's gotten better. Well, it's funny because this is the obviously the first series we ever watched, and we were still figuring out the podcast at the point. To, to I think, the point we were figuring out that I think in the second episode, we introduced the escape pod because after the first episode, you told me you didn't think you could watch all of this and you weren't sure you could do the podcast. <laughs> that seems about right. It's like a midnight call. Luke, I can't. I don't think I could do this. <laughs> but that's sort of what created the escape pod. Like, escape pod exists because we watched Tech War first. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that, but it, it checks out. So really, I like to think of this as like it's nice to go back because it's something that's shaped shaped what we what we've made here today. Well, let me ask you one thing: Did you remember that uh, Jake used to be a, a tech user? I did not. I forgot about that. I forgot about that too because it's it's uh, I'll just say it's the real crux of this episode. Well, not the crux of it, but it's a major point that he used to uh, use tech, which in this world is the drug they use, and it uh, I can't even remember all what you're supposed to like the high you're supposed to get out of tech 
is it always like hallucinations do you remember no it's it's like virtual reality tech is virtual reality right oh that's right and so you get addicted to it for some reason anyways he used to be addicted to it lost his marriage and his job as a cop that's what you have to kind of remember but when they said that i was like is that what happened i don't remember that at all well we did skip all of the tv movies so we missed a lot of that backstory Mm, fair enough fair enough it was another problem with their first series is that we didn't realize there were tv movies before the tech war series to help establish a lot of the characters and their traits yeah and also um this is sad to say because i know it started our um uh, three-word uh, uh, eulogy. I forgot that uh, old what's-his-face died. Sid Gomez? Sid Gomez. I forgot he died, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's got a new... This is after he got his new partner, uh, Sam Houston. Who who they don't use at all. Anyways, I, I'm just getting into it right now, but uh, I just... It's funny just to go back to these shows. It's it's very, very odd because it is... It's like... um, It's almost like finding a book that you were halfway through and then trying to start reading it again like years later and you're like what was happening who are these people <laughs> so you don't have a great memory for what was happening in tech no well as it would as it would, like uh as it washed over me uh things started coming back but when like people would mention stuff in the show i was like what what are you talking about and uh let me just say now spoiler shatner's not in this no no it's a shatner free episode but jordan there is a little treat with one of the co-writers of this episode he's done something else we watched afterward Oh, is that right? Yes, it was uh, the co-writer David Karen. He uh, wrote an episode of Beyond Westworld called The Lion, which we would watch several months later. So uh, this was a prelude to more more of his writing. And was he, was he uh, I don't remember that episode, was he knocking out of the park then too? Yeah, don't you remember the episode of Westworld where they had to look into race cars? <laughs> I, do, I do remember that actually. The Lion. The lion, yeah, yeah. I don't remember why it was called Lion, but I'm assuming that was the guy's nickname. I think it was the name of the car. There you go. Make checks out. Tracks. All right. Should we get into it, Jordan? Yeah, let's do it. Zero tolerance. It's been a while. Here's the IMDb summary for Tech War, Episode 13, Zero Tolerance. A mysterious man contacts Jake. Jake discovers that the mysterious man has made a potion that will kill anyone who has used tech. Jake must try to figure out how to stop this potion from being distributed. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Can I just say one thing uh, right off the bat? We're going to see um, our opening scene is going to be a very sort of like nervous. I think it's supposed to be a teenager or woman in her early 20s coming to like to a somewhat sketchy area. It's like an industrial area, um, like kind of a lot of, you know, like fire escapes and miscellaneous tubes and stuff. Um, and she's clearly going to, to get drugs for a drug deal. And it's something that I can't remember if this was common in um, in Tech War, but uh, we meet the first essentially like a gangster, like a bad guy, a drug dealer. Um, but all these guys kind of look like they're supposed to be 1940s gangsters in like whatever year this is, 2060 or whatever. Was that how it always was? Do you remember that? Do you think he, I didn't think he looked that way, but uh, maybe. <laughs> well, well, it, he was he was kind of in shadows, but then later on we see when we meet these other guys at like that restaurant stuff. They're also kind of dressed like like old timey gangsters, and I was like, <laughs> is that just how people dressed, or is it just like the the clothes they had available, which would also check out for the show? I mean, maybe that's just the style of the time, twenty forty seven. Yeah, maybe, maybe just uh, dress a little old timey. Yeah, you might be right. Nineteen forty seven is making a big comeback in twenty forty seven. Is it twenty forty seven? Is that when the show takes place? I believe so. Right. Um, so, yeah. I mean, look, stranger things have happened. 19, 1940s gangster fashion can come can uh, come back. But the point of this is this is the beginning of 
uh, setting things into motion, which is uh, she she goes to buy drugs, right? It's the first time, but then she doesn't buy drugs because this guy gets shot in the neck with a dart, correct? Well, Jordan, I got to correct you all over the place here. He's not a drug dealer. He's a tech dealer. <laughs> he's a tech dealer. Excuse me. Excuse me. But it's, it's the equivalent of a drug. And his name, Jordan, is Mega Marlowe. <laughs> is that what it was? I, I, I thought it, I put just Mr. Marlowe. It's Mega Marlowe? Yeah, it's Mega Marlowe, Frank to my friends. <laughs> you know what? Now, let me ask you that. I, I, I'm not someone who has a nickname. I don't think you do either. But don't you think, um, like, Frank would be what he asked most people to call and then Mega as his friend? It's a good question, Jordan, but maybe that's his street name. It's a street name. Yeah, yeah. You got to look tough on the street. <laughs> That's true. Um, so this girl goes to buy a uh, tech from him. And we see like this guy in the shadows who um, uh, shoots a dart at him just as he's doing this tech deal. And it hits him in the neck. And he's like, oh, it's a bug. Jordan, you, I can see how much you enjoyed this episode. I loved everything about Mega Marlowe. Because uh, you mentioned it earlier, but I love when she asks, uh, she tells him she, want, he wants to, she wants to surf, I believe is her terminology. She wants to surf. And this is when you said this. You said, uh, he replies, the net? Do you mean through the matrix? Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That was a good line. Except that he makes a good point, which is true to the shows. He's not some sort of wirehead. He only sells tech. Wireheads are like Nika who work at uh, That's right. Cosmo. They're hackers who go into the internet. She's asking all the wrong questions. <laughs> That's right. He's just like, come on, just buy this tech, and that's all. That's all he wants. But, but, but that we with this, what we get is introduction to this the shadowy figure. I'm not gonna let you talk about the shadowy figures, though. <laughs> oh man, okay. I just love so much because he like finally says like, yeah, I'll sell you some tech, and he's like, I've got a good news for you. I have a three for one special on tech today. I mean, is that is that how it works? Is that how drug dealers, or tech dealers? I don't know what you want to call these guys. It's drugs. They're drugs. He's got a three-for-one deal, Jordan. And guess what? It's full res. No 360p for her. It's full res. <laughs> Man, you you were much more fascinated this scene than I was. I was just like, let's move on, guys. We get it. Te- it's all techno babble. That doesn't make any sense. It makes perfect sense. It's a full res tech, Jordan. <laughs> three-for-one. You're right. Sorry. It makes sense. My point is, I don't I don't care, I guess, is my point. Sorry. It's not that it don't make, doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't matter to the show at all if it's an high res or not. <laughs> You hate all this color. You hate you. You feel the same as te- about tech war than you did to begin with. I just it just it's it's uh I just, I just want to get this action going. You know that's all. I just, I want I want to get the ball rolling. I want to see Jake. I want to see Jake in action. Well, as you said, the man gets shot in the neck with a with a dart, but not just any dart, Jordan. It's from a needle gun, and the dart it's made of ice. Yeah, isn't this like um from that like I don't know what you call it like uh uh. You've heard that thing like how's a, how to do the perfect crime? It's like shoot them with a with a, a ice arrow or something because there's no evidence. I was like, I don't think that works. Still, I think yeah, it's like some sort of brain teaser, and it's uh, I think it's you stab someone with an icicle. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, it's like one of those things. But I was like, so they're actually just they're actually just doing that. He's figured out how to put whatever we will find into a needle that's made out of ice. That's how that's the method he's using because he's he's so worried. That people uh, won't know it's, uh, will think it's tech, or won't think it's tech. It's, he needs it to be untraceable, Jordan, because this injection right. causes Mega Marlowe to start hallucinating a fireball flying around and hitting him and lighting him on fire. Okay, so I did have a question about this as we watch the, the rest of the episode, because we're going to see other people who are also going to get injected with this ice crystal needle thing. 
And what all of their hallucinations are, are things that are more grounded in reality. They're like things of like people they know or people in the room um, that are being aggressive and sort of that sort of, they start hallucinating. But this is the only guy who hallucinates like fireballs. So my question then is, did this just happen to him recently? Like he just had a battle with these big fireballs and this is coming back to him? Mega Marlowe was at his D&D night a little earlier, so he just it was on his Yes, right. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That makes sense then. That checks out. It's just a line of dialogue. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> at any rate, he immediately drops dead of a cerebral hemorrhage. And, uh, you know, it, it gives that kid a real spook who runs off. So she doesn't buy that tech. But we're left with this question of like, hmm, what happened to this man? What killed him? Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, I'm I'm tuning in. I'm definitely not changing the channel. It's all tech war tonight. And, of course, you finally see Jake Cardigan. He's, he's driving to work at Cosmos Security, the uh, place that old Boscom runs. Not in the episode, though. That's right. And uh, I had forgotten about this, too. So he's driving along the highway. And in this future, in this universe, uh, as you drive down the highway, there's like a, a canopy of advertisements. Yeah, holographic advertisements cover your drive. Which is pretty good. I think that's pretty good. And he gets a call on his vid phone in his car, and it's a man he doesn't know named Peter. He's he's very patient taking a call on video from a man you've never seen before. I would have just been like, no, thank you, and hung up. It was funny because you need him to have this conversation. But they start having the conversation at first, and you think that Jake knows the guy because it takes him so long to be like, and who is this, by the way? <laughs> I know. I thought that was very funny. Now, I'll, I'll say this. I've had those conversations but because I can't remember the person's name and I keep waiting for them to miraculously just say their name, which no one will, will do halfway through a conversation. So maybe that's what Jake was doing. So that's why when I call you and we'll be talking for like 20 minutes and you're like, hi, it's Jordan. You'll just say it in the middle of the thing. <laughs> that's right. You'll be that's like, exactly I right. better drop my name in here in case he doesn't know it. <laughs> no, it's just like there's always some random person from work calling. I'm like, who is this person? <laughs> When's he going to say his name are. in the middle of this call? <laughs> um but here's what i like so peter calls uh uh peter calls jake he starts uh jake sort of realizes right away that this guy's being creepy i think he tells him right off the bat he's like hey i just killed a tech lord right yeah not a lord just a dealer jordan he kills a tech dealer and so and i think jake being the industrious sort of uh uh quick on his feet guys reaches over and it's a oh, wait there's no way that it was secretive at all like the way the camera's shooting uh jake you can see everything but he leans behind him and apparently in his car he pushes a little button and that's all we see and then it cuts to um who he's calling which is uh cosmos and it's nika and uh she's just like hey it's it's jake uh with a code three he's saying blah 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 and i'm like he did all that just from pressing the button code three just trace that call it's what it means i guess <laughs> Trace the call. So that's what they're trying to do. But don't worry, this guy's scrambling things. Yeah, they're not going to be able to trace this call. Essentially, Peter tells Jake that he's killed this man. And he knows that Jake has been trying to catch Mega Marlowe for a while. That uh, he's taken him to trial before. Mega Marlowe just can't can't get taken down. He's too good. He's too good. Jake can't like tie him to any crimes. But now that he's killed this guy, he's like, hey, maybe you and I should team up together. I did a favor for you. Maybe we should like work together, take tech out. And uh, let's go meet at a secluded place at midnight tonight. And you know what? Bring another tech dealer's name and I'll, I'll kill that guy for you, too. So it's kind of this thing where it's just like strangers on a strangers on a train, but only one guy does the killing. That's right. Yeah. And uh, part of the um, the argument we're going to find is this guy really, really wants uh, Jake to be part of this. Like this is sort of a way to, in some ways, initiate Jake in to also kind of test his loyalty. But it's like. 
hey, isn't this exactly what you want? You should kind of join me. That's really what this will start becoming. I got to give it to Jake, too. Even in this first phone call, he never really reacts in a way that would be like, what are you talking Why would I want this? He's like, he's like, I'll I'll play along from like second one. He's like, I'm just going to play along with this stranger on my phone. Yeah. And um, I mean, let me let me ask you this. It's been several years. I've, have have you grown on Jake Cardigan? Are, are you like, are you are you a Jake head now? I've always been a Jake head, Jordan. Yeah, me too. Yeah. He's the original. He's the best version of this type of like character that we've seen a million times. He's the best version of it. You're probably right. Yeah. I, I you know what I have to say? I think that credit goes to um uh what's his face? Uh Greg Evigan. Absolutely. He he does so much with this character. He's so fun to watch. Everything about Tech War, coming back to it was like coming home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I gotta say I love to because he gets to the office, they say home, you know, couldn't trace a call, blah blah. And, you know, we meet, like, his old part or his new old partner, Sam Houston's there. Nick is hanging around. So we're seeing all these characters we like and uh, haven't thought about it in a million years. And then they mention that uh, they had to call the police and tell them about this, like, supposed hit because the autopsy report from Mega Marlowe was that he just died of a typical brain hemorrhage from a tech overdose. Yeah. So that means if someone's taking credit, you have to tell the cops. And I, I of course, I immediately forgot that they weren't cops. I forgot that was the premise of the show yeah. is that they're security agents yeah but then on top of that when they say they told the cops they camera pans around and lieutenant winger the robot walks in and i stood up and cheered in my office i was like winger's back <laughs> hey uh one thing i want to mention before we talk about winger is um when they're talking about this guy peter um and they're like hey do you recognize him I'm like no he doesn't seem to show up in any of our um any of our like uh databases and nika says oh he might have had a whole butte job Oh, I know. Butte job is great too. Yeah, right? and then they mention at one point one of the things. So obviously it's like, um, like a, a makeover, like a plastic surgery sort of thing. But one of the things that they mentioned, and it made me laugh and laugh, was they're like, he might have had a butte job, and they're like, you know, whatever, this, 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 and they go shin implants. <laughs> yeah, they can't tell because I think they say check if someone his height and weight matches, and she's just like, he could have lost weight or got shin implants. It's like it's not gonna yeah, work. Shin implants just made me laugh and laugh. Shin implants. Jordan, quick question. How much of chin implants have changed your life? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I can get up and down uh, to those top cupboards like no one's business. <laughs> um, hey, let me ask you about Winger. He's, uh, he, and this is an embarrassing thing because I can't remember. He's a robot? Yeah, he's a robot. He's got that like weird forehead. Yeah. It's because he's a robot. Yeah, I couldn't remember what his deal was because later on he's going to get shot and we're going to see them kind of working on him. And I was like, is he all robot? Is he part robot? Because he's, he's all, he's all robot. All robot, He's baby. all robot, baby. Nice. Okay. Top to bottom. <laughs> no shin, planet, shin implants here. Oh, man. I was so happy to see Winger. All all the classics were back with the sole exception of William Shatner. So I was like so in the mood because they just introduced them right off the top of the episode. I'm like, here we go. Now we're back in tech war, baby. Yeah, yeah. It was nice. At any rate, because they reported the cops are going to put a wire on Jake to go to this meeting. And, of course, you know, Jake heads to the, heads to the meeting. And, you know, they meet in some overpass somewhere, some pedestrian overpass. And as soon as he gets there... Peter, of course, isn't showing up in person. He's just showing up via hologram. Yeah. You know, he's he's tricky that way. He's tricky. And he immediately knows that Jake is wired. Like, he can, like, whatever. He can sense it. The wire is apparently not very good at hiding itself. So Jake has to, like, save face. So he stomps the wire into existence. He's like, there, you can you trust me now? And I was just like, probably not. But I guess we'll just continue with this. And I, I do like the weird nebulous um, uh, connection between the police and this uh, security agency. Because, like, while this is happening, Winger and houston are in the car essentially monitoring the audio and uh so they're just like working together 
And uh, I, when he smashes the audio, it's one of those things where like Winger's like, we got to get in there. And he's just like, no, give him time. Like, let Jake do his thing. Yeah, he's, he may be a renegade, but he gets results. Yeah, I believe she says, give him five minutes. And Winger's like, I'll give him three. And they're like, okay, deal. I think that's a negotiation. Um, at any rate, Peter kind of explains like why he's in this. He He's doing this and killing these tech dealers because he wants to protect kids. It's a big part of his raison d'etre. And he thinks that uh, Jake, because he's a driver tech head and has become this great tech fighter in the world, probably shares his vision. And he's like, I want to team with you, Jake. And there's one reason why. And Jordan, you'll never guess what that reason is. What does he say? Because he's the best, Jordan. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I can't disagree. I love it. I forgot how much they kept saying he's the best. That Every other show, I think, knocks that off now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just you as a viewer need to know that. Don't worry about it. This is the guy for the job. <laughs> it's just so funny. We see it in every other show we watch. It's like, the guy's the best. That's why he's here. But I now only think of it as originating on Tech War. <laughs> Yeah, even even shows that we watched that happened 20 years before. Like, ugh, what a ripoff of tech war. <laughs> anyway, Peter wants Jake to name any tech lord he likes, and uh, he'll kill him right there and then. Just Jake just needs to give him a name. Of course, Jake hesitates. He's not sure about giving this guy a name. And uh, as soon as he hesitates, Peter's just like, oh, no worries. I'll, I'll pick one for you. Uh, see you later. And he just, like, walks off and de-holograms. Now, I know it's not really this show, and it doesn't necessarily hurt the episode, but... There is something interesting they could have played with a little bit, which is having Jake maybe be a little bit more on the fence, kind of like playing that like, because this guy is doing good work for him. It is making his job easier, is making the world a better place by getting rid of these quote unquote bad people who are doing bad things and are hurting people. Um, But they never really have that um, uh, him being indecisive about it all. Jake always is going to do the right thing. And there's never really a question that he would um, kind of go outside of the boundaries a lot to get uh, to get what he wanted done. That's very true. That's not that's not something the show toys with really at all. This episode, it, it would have been an interesting thing to do. And I thought they might for a bit, but it never. Yeah, it never really comes up. I think maybe part of it is that like you as a vo- viewer know who Jake is, and you would not bo- you wouldn't have bought it anyways, right? It's like no, he would never. Yeah. he would never go outside of it. He's too cool. He's too much of a a perfect guy. But what we do get is they cut to a very fancy restaurant where a tech lord and his goons have just ordered a full chocolate torte to eat. I th- this There's some things in this show that I don't know if they're meant to be funny or not. This guy's name is Mr. Amago. And yeah, he is just like, it's a bunch of like gangsters, uh, tech dealers, tech lords or whatever. And they're just having a nice dessert. Having a nice dessert at the end of the day. Jordan, this is maybe good for our listeners and yourself here. Do you know the difference between a tech lord and a tech dealer? I think the tech lord runs the tech and the tech dealer is just out selling it that would be my guess okay i think that's pretty close i think you've got the general gist of it i think they're like they run a territory and they have dealers out out running around so i think you've got the hang of it yeah i just i can't remember what these guys are i think he's a tech lord this dude mr imago yes this guy is a tech lord that's why he orders a full chocolate torte at his table and i just love that they kept talking about this chocolate torte yeah i know they did say it several times like i'm just having a torte and uh this waitress who brings out the tort is really good because she puts it down and, you know, they're they're bad guys. They're kind of like a little too handsy. And they keep saying to her, they're like, hey, usually when we order a tort, we get a little something extra. Um, and do you think they meant whipped cream? <laughs> well, it's funny. They they said that because they're sort of like sexually harassing her. And I shouldn't say sort of. They are sexually harassing her. But, yeah, when they say we usually get a little something extra, I was like, what? Like the waitress usually has sex with you after you give a cake? Or is it just whipped cream? And he just said it in a creepy way. 
side of ice cream maybe yeah. <laughs> we usually <laughs> we usually have this ala mode but if you say it like that it sounds weird <laughs> it was just so weird because hearing tough guys talk about torch really like takes the like threat out of them yeah it's really just a scene to you know like oh they're bad guys if you didn't know ahead of time like look they're not nice to a waitress but we of course know this tech lord is in jeopardy and well we know that jake and uh, his partner sam houston are still trying to figure out who is going to get killed like we know they know peter's going to kill a tech lord but they're not sure who and they figure it must be someone Jake is investigating because we know Peter is trying to help Jake out. But Jake's, as he says, has 30 plus tech lords he's investigating right now. So they start trying to nail it down, do a little deduction based on uh, the fact that he really wants to protect school children. And they're able to narrow it in on this one guy who likes to order a restaurant because, uh, as they say, he got his start dealing tech to kids. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they narrowed it down from 30, I think. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's 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 why you that's why you hire Cosmo Cosmos they're the best Jake's the best absolutely so of course they show up at the restaurant just after the goons and the tech lord have finished eating a piece of tort <laughs> that's right yeah so yeah with the, they we can see now the tort's been cut <laughs> and one slice is removed for each of them yeah they they show up and it's basically uh, they're essentially wanting to warn him to like protect him um and be like hey just so you know. Like there's out the guy to get you, and he's you know your classic. He's over the confidence. He's like, no one could ever get me. I'm a I'm a tech lord. And then it's it's now that he starts going nuts. So right. Yeah. Yes. He starts immediately hallucinating. My favorite hallucination of the show, I think, is he like stands up and he thinks he sees Lieutenant and the Winger and the cops in the restaurant. That's just his hallucination. And he's like, what are you doing here? And the hallucination Winger tells him. That the police department is downsizing, and so as a cost-cutting measure, they're going to assassinate him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's when you know a budget's in bad shape. But you know what I realized? I think the hallucination is just what you're most f- afraid of. Is that what it's supposed to be? So this guy's most afraid of getting caught by the cops, whereas the first guy, M- M- Mr. Magoo, whatever his name is, he was mostly afraid of fireballs. No, he's mostly afraid the police are going to have a, some cost-cutting measures <laughs> That's come right. through. They're going to have to lay off some police officers. They won't have time to investigate him. So they're to cover up the cost problem, they're just going to kill people at random? Judge and jury and execution style? I mean, style? Uh, he's not right in the head. He's he's being injected with something. We're going to find out later it's tetrahydrolin, so don't worry. And, but he uh, pulls out a machine gun and just starts shooting people. He starts shooting, shooting uh, wantonly. You don't get this anywhere but Tech War. He's just like pulls out a submachine gun and just starts blowing away the entire yeah, restaurant. Right. And it's funny. He actually like um, we actually see him like hit some people because he hits one of the other uh, uh, tech dealers. Yeah. The, one of his goons gets shot. I think we're supposed to think that goon got shot because he was also hallucinating and didn't know to duck. Yeah. I think maybe that's what they're implying. But either way, he gets shot. After he finishes like shooting up the restaurant, he, of course, drops dead of a brain hemorrhage per the per the poison in the in the tort. And, uh, you know, Winger afterwards shows up with some cops. They're investigating. And uh, Winger notices that the goon who didn't die there, he didn't have a hallucination. He didn't have a brain hemorrhage, actually works for a different tech lord. And it seems to be have been this is very complicated. And a lot of politics behind tech lords, but seems to have been plant implanted with this other tech lord who's an enemy of his boss tech lord. So he's like some sort of double agent. But the tech lord he really works for never hires people who use tech. So he never has had tech before. And it's at which point that Jake starts just like, like beautiful minding, like a deduction yeah. out of thin air around all of this. It, 
Exactly. Well, that's the thing. He figures out immediately through all these sort of uh, uh, tenuous connections that you mentioned that this guy never detects. So this stuff would own this. What we're going to find out is a synthetic enzyme. We're going to find out in a scene called tetrahydrolin. And it only affects people who've ever used tech before. So I guess using tech affects your brain into a way that this um, this enzyme uh, affects the serotonin and only in people who've used tech before. So Jake figures that out, figures out this guy's never done tech, figures out his connections with the other uh, uh, tech lords, and um, also realizes he looks at the cake and is like, they must have put it in the cake. I was like, you know what? It's fast. It just gets us going. But it's it's there's no way people would have, uh, anyone would have uh, thought of all these connections. But that's why Jake's the best. No, Jake does. He even knows the waitress probably is in on it. I know. He did that too. He was just like, who was the waitress that served this cake? I'm like, honestly, I never would have thought the waitress. That's why I'm not Jake. That's why you're not Jake. It's why you're not the best. That's true. It's why I'm not the best. I'm I'm a, a, a B minus. <laughs> <laughs> at any rate, we cut to the bad guy's secret lair where Peter's at. And he, he's meeting with the waitress, who obviously is in on it, who's revealed to be his sister, Rachel. And, uh, you know, as we've seen, he's excited to bring Jake into the fold with them to join their organization of killing tech lords and tech dealers and wiping out tech. And his sister's a little less excited about Jake. Uh, she doesn't think you can trust a tech user once they've been a tech yeah. user. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, I think all the points she makes in this episode make a lot of sense because she's just like, why would we get this ex-cop to work with us? Like, we have no evidence that he would help us. And And Peter's just like, no, no, I like him. And she'd be like, but... He hasn't proven himself to us. There's no reason. He's like, no, no, he's good. He'll be good. I was like, oh, Peter, I don't know. I don't think you should be making decisions. Well, she's decisions. just like, you can't trust anyone who's ever been addicted to anything. They're too weak. Now, let me ask you. We've seen two murders. They seem to really want to use the dart gun, but this is the only time they use a cake. Do they also have other, like, highfalutin ideas of how to kill people? Like, do they do they have someone, like, bounce on a trampoline and accidentally get uh, tetrahydrolin? I mean, I guess if you can find a way to put tetrahydrolin into the, into the trampoline, why not? Yeah, there you go. There that you go. one There's tech different... lord, bouncy Magoo, and all. Yeah, and then they'd be like, "Wait a minute, who's the guy that set up that te- that uh, trampoline?" <laughs> At any rate, my favorite part is like they fight. He's just like Peter's, just like, "Come on, let's let's give him a try." I'm gonna call Jake up right now. Don't worry, I know you're worried about him, but like, there's no way he's pieced together our plan. Let's just talk to him some more and see if we can bring him along. And he calls up Jake in the on the car phone again, and Jake. Just like says everything he just said. He's like, he's like, it was in the cake. Yeah. Uh, it only kills people who use tech. Uh, the waitress is in on it. And like immediately Peter's like, oh, he already sorted out the whole thing. Like he is so confident Jake won't have pieced it together. Jake's pieced it all yeah, together. Yeah, that's right. And then and he's just like, yeah, it was the waitress. Anyways, it's my sister. Hey, let me mention one thing because we're talking about uh, Peter and, and Rachel. Hey, I wasn't sure if they were trying to like play up like a sexual thing because none of this seems to, it, 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 like, it's, it's like apropos of nothing. It's like, Oh, are they just like really close siblings or is it like a sexual thing? Or am I just reading into stuff because the performances? But then like later on, you're like, no, no, there's 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 a little thing here. I did not catch. It did not seem sexual at all to me in any way, shape or form. <laughs> oh, it didn't? Because like like even in these first couple conversations, she was like leaning on him and like they were like very touchy feely. I honestly didn't. I, I know this will come up later in the episode, but like that was a surprise to me at the end because I didn't. These two had no chemistry at all that I could see. Well, well, I, I was going to say, that is one major problem. They, I think the script sort of has them be, be like, oh, there's like a weird something uh, between these two that's like inappropriate and you're not supposed to be comfortable about it. 
But then, yes, the there's no chemistry between these two. It's like they've just met, and she's like, I, what? They they act like they're strangers. Well, I mean, the thing is, too, they're always fighting every time we meet them because they're always arguing about Jake. So there's never really any opportunity to see them like even even as siblings like have any like niceness toward each other. Hey, hey, all I know is what we see later on, so it seems to check out. Because it is true. You actually did see this, like, ending coming. It was just very funny. Yeah. It was a total shock to me later. Um, But we do, this is, I was going to say, this is so, when they do mention tetrahydrolin, so that's the thing they've come up with. It's a synthetic enzyme. And here's what I like. Here's all I know about it. It's odorless, tasteless, almost undetectable. So it affects the serotonin in the brain, causing hallucinations, then death. That's what they've come up with. Yes, it's, uh, it's their new genius way to, like, end all tech abuse. Yeah. Um, and it's not a bad idea if it didn't kill people. Too bad it doesn't like just like get people stop being hooked on it, you know? But it just kills tech de- users, so it's fine. <laughs> but they say, oh, they're going to say on later on, uh, I, I highlighted this, uh, Jake goes, there are 2.2 million tech users in a city. That's a lot, right? Well, we don't know how many people are in that city. Well, that's true. We don't know how many the city, but I was like, that's a lot of people for like, it's, I still, and maybe it's just because we haven't seen the show in so long, but it's unclear to me like. Is this, a, is this a rampaging problem? And if so, why is it such a problem? It's just because people like can't stop playing tech? I can't remember. Yeah, I think that's it. It's it's just basically a stand-in for like the crack epidemic or something. Like people get hooked, they can't get off it. And they've just, you know, William Shatner's just combined it with like virtual reality or like and like computer stuff. Yeah, it just, it's just that it's funny because it's like, but, but you want to go like another step. You're like, but in what way? It's just people are addicted. They're just playing video games too long. I don't know if that's like a... A scourge of society, you know. Yeah, they say in it, they you get one of those tech gears, you put it on your eyes, and you just sit in the corner of a room having the best time of your life, never looking at your loved ones. <laughs> yeah, okay. And it can kill you, so that's and not there's good that. either. And there's that. But that's not that's not what you called. They they suggest, um, uh, Peter suggests to um Jake, they kill Moose, right? No, no, no. I thought he, he who suggests that you're all over. Yeah, the who place. suggests they kill Moose? Or did Jake say it? What happens is they're they they're gonna give Jake another test, another try at doing this, and they're like, "Why don't we kill another tech dealer?" Or sorry, not tech dealer, tech lord. Even I'm mm-hmm. confused by the terminology. Another tech lord, and Jake points out, doing that will cause a huge power vacuum because you'll have now like all these huge spaces where there's no tech lord in charge, and there's gonna be violence. So what if we just kill someone who's really high profile, who we know is a tech user, and Jake just happens to know. An NHL player, yes. three-time world champion. Uh, I believe his name is, I wrote it down here somewhere, uh, Moose Smith. Yeah. And uh, if we killed him, that would set a lot of kids straight because they'd see a tech user die, and that would really, really like put them on the straight. Yeah, narrow. and coincidentally, Cosmos does his security when he does events. Absolutely. Now, Jordan, you skipped over a bunch of stuff. You apparently hate the color of the show because you just you ignore it all. But man, oh, man. Because they go to meet Jake. They have this whole conversation because they're like, let's have another meeting. They call him on his cell phone to set this other meeting. And then Jake goes to this movie theater for the meeting. And which is very funny to me because they only ever appear in holograms. So really, they're just wasting Jake's time. They could have done this on the phone. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. He keeps sending him to different places. And it's like, yeah, it's like, just just call him. But while they're at the movie theater appearing via hologram, Jordan, did you not notice what was playing at the movie theater? No, I didn't see. What was it? You just, you, uh, you're missing all the best parts. <laughs> I'm not, trust me, Luke, I'm not missing the best parts. But what was playing? Uh, a Schwarzenegger film called Thud 3. <laughs> Hold on. So in the next, in the next 20 years, we're going to get three thuds. There's going to be three thuds. And the other movie playing was called 
The Coordinator, which I assume is a biopic about your life. <laughs> okay, well, I don't coordinate, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's a biopic of me. And uh, uh, hold on, the more I'm interested, the, the, what's it called? Chud? Chud movie with a, a short Thud. Singer? T-H-U-D. Thud. Not Chud. Thud. How old would he have been in 2047? I mean, he keeps going. Don't worry about it. Well, you know why? Because he got those shin implants. You got a full butte job. Yeah, you got a butte job. <laughs> Keeps going. Oh, man. This show rules, Jordan. Every element is so funny. And so, like, I can't stop watching this show. You're right. I, I, I did miss all these elements. I was just like, I spent so much time trying to remember what everything was happening in this world. And I didn't, I didn't notice the little Easter eggs. Thud 3, Jordan, and The Coordinator. They're the big hit movies. Yeah, The Coordinator. Who did was it like Sylvester Stallone who was in the coordinator? Did it say? They didn't say. They didn't say who plays you. It wasn't something like like Kevin Spacey or something. You're like, ooh, that didn't age. <laughs> was Kevin Spacey probably wasn't big when Tech War was out though? No, I don't think so. It was a couple more years. Four people got a uh, 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 Spacey mania. Anyway, Jake has suggested this NHL player named Moose because he already has made plans with Moose to basically take his face via a piece of technology, which I missed from Tech War, the Morph Mask. That's the Morph Mask. I was happy to see the Morph Mask come back because they mentioned it earlier in the episode and I was like, oh, please be a Morph Mask. And they do. They use the Morph Mask. Just like Chekhov always says, Jordan, if you introduce a morph mask in Act 1. <laughs> he did say that. It's funny. Um, so they've got a guy, I guess, from the office who we've never seen before. He's got the morph mask on. He's going to, like, morph into this NHL player. And this NHL player is giving, which is so bizarre, a press conference to deny the allegations of his point shaving. So I don't know why you would choose this press conference to put a fake one in for, but that's what the one they've chose. Yeah, it was weird. So it's like this guy who is wearing the morph mask, um, who I assume is, well, let's just say that maybe Cosmos has guys who are ready to go. But like, this is a lot to ask of someone. It's not like he has just to be in a room and look like the guy. Like he has to answer questions like this guy would. It's 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 a lot. I know when Jake said they do uh, private security for him at public appearances, I thought he'd be like signing hockey sticks. Instead, he's denying point shaving the commissioner's allegations against him. That's right. Yeah. I got to say, though, Jordan. How stoked were you to see the Hockey Hall of Fame when they walked into it? Yeah, I knew right away. As someone, who, as someone who's been to the Hockey Hall of Fame, uh, I was like, oh, they're shooting at the Hockey Hall of Fame. It's nice they got the permit there. A Toronto landmark and the Stanley Cup has a cameo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I also saw the, uh, I also saw the Hart Trophy. I saw that in the background. I was blown away. I'm like, I, I can't believe they got into the Hockey Hall of Fame to shoot this. I was wondering why the guy had to be an NHL player, but it all made sense. Though. Yeah, that's, well, it's, it, they, they must have got the uh, 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 got into the location first. And they're like, he's an NHL hockey player. That's what he does. At any rate, uh, Rachel, the sister's in the audience, and she's got a needle gun. She's ready to uh, shoot this hockey player in the neck. And uh, I guess the actor from uh, Cosmos is ready to pretend to hallucinate and die. But just as it's about to happen... In Storm's Lieutenant Winger, he's very annoyed with Jake for not returning his phone calls. Is that right? Oh, that yeah, that you're right. He is irritated. But maybe Jake doesn't even have his number. He just walks in. He's just like, Jake, why aren't you returning my calls? And I was like, what? <laughs> I like stuff like that. Uh, and of course, uh, Winger turns around and he just sees the gun in this woman's hand and yells gun and goes at her. And Rachel accidentally shoots uh, Houston, Sam Houston, in the neck with the ice sliver. Um, and, uh, you know, Houston, of course, thinks fast on her feet and immediately starts pretending to hallucinate and to, uh, pretends to die of a hemorrhage on the spot. 
Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize he was there, but uh, her brother Peter is disguised as a man with a press badge, and he just pulls out a submachine gun and just starts shooting Winger in the back with it. Was that Peter that did that? Yeah, it was Peter. He was just standing there with the badge that said press on it. Oh, I didn't realize it was Peter that was shooting the gun because it was just I was just like, why does this guy start shooting? But that makes no that makes a lot more sense. I think it was Peter. I don't know who else it would have been. Yeah, maybe maybe it was. It, anyways, um, but yeah, that's like uh, the the point is that uh, the the whole plan is kind of bungled. That's really what's happened. Yes, yes, and they're able to escape due to the fact that Winger was shot several hundred times in the back with a machine gun, and uh, yeah. Jake is able to use the accidental killing of his friend Houston because they think they've killed Houston now, and. Jake's just like, well, you killed my friend, and, you know, maybe I can use this to get into with your organization now. And it works. Like, Peter feels bad they killed his friend, but also, like, they discuss tech and the damage it does to people's lives. Right. And I should mention, the reason that uh, Houston is not killed is that uh, she's never used tech before. Well, she's not a tech user, George. She's not a tech user. So, thus, the enzyme won't have done anything to them. Now, the bad guys, Peter and Rachel, don't know this. So Jake is sort of playing off. They're like, oh, you didn't know you should use tech? And he's like, no, I didn't. So they sort of buy why she died, which I actually have to say adds up pretty well for the script. Like, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And it gives an opportunity for them to do some backstory. Uh, Peter tells them how him and Rachel lost their dad to tech. He was the one who sat in the corner staring at the wall until he, like, dropped dead. And they were raised by their disciplinary mother, who later on in the episode, someone will say, uh, sent him to the hospital three times. (laughs) Yeah, and they, they uh, I think more than imply, I think they do sounds and stuff when he there's an eventual hallucination that, like, she, like, whipped him and stuff. Like, whipped him enough that sent him to the hospital. His mom was a disciplinarian, Jordan, but it all worked out. <laughs> he turned out all right. Um, at any rate, uh, Joy, Jake points out that um, the hit on uh, Moose went awry. And people at Cosmos are going to start piecing together, like, hey, what was that weird assassination attempt that happened? Someone must have tipped them off. And he's basically like... Peter, you need to bring me in from out of the cold because if you don't, someone's going to find me and they're going to put me back in the freezer. And I got to say, Jordan, I missed the freezer. I forgot all about me the too. freezer till he said I it. forgot about it too. When they said it, I was like, oh, right, the freezer. And for anyone listening now, the freezer is um, the equivalent of jail, but like almost like a, not quite a life sentence, but it might as well be. And if you've been uh, charged with a large crime and, uh, uh, and you've been found guilty, they put you in the freezer, which is like, like uh, Star Wars, like Carbonite. They essentially like just freeze you and put you there for an indeterminate amount of time until your sentence is over. So you could be there for like 70 years. You'd be frozen. Don't do the time if you can't do the freezer time, Jordan. That's right. Yeah, you always say that. <laughs> Remember that episode called Freezer Burn? <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah, it gets right because you get like a, um, you don't feel good after being frozen. At any rate, they, Peter sends Jake their location of their secret base, and Jake goes there, hands over his gun and his vid phone, um, and, you know, Rachel zaps him aggressively with a taser just to, like, just to like to knock him out so he doesn't try anything funny. It's funny because they sort of want this little turn of, like, uh, at this point in the episode, because we're, like, uh, maybe two, two-thirds the way through, and it's like, oh, are they now turning on Jake? But it's like, no, they just wanted him... To be knocked out so they can, when he wakes up in this cell, they'll be like, anyways, we just uh, were being safe. I was like, okay, well, that turn didn't last very long. Just a precaution, Jordan. There's still time for champagne now that you're awake. That's right. That's right. They they shock him to the point where he passes out, put him in essentially a cage. They let him out and they go, anyways, champagne. (laughs) And they sort of explain their plan. This um, neurotoxin they've developed, whatever this is. uh, What did you call it? Oh, it's, it's the enzyme? 
It's the te- uh, tetrahydrolene. It's a synthetic enzyme. They're going to release into the city. They could do it airborne-wise, but they kind of have this new plan. They've come up with it. And what they're going to do is they're just going to let it spread through the city and just kill everybody who's ever used tech ever, basically. They're just going to wipe out 2 million people. And, like, they show Jake a, a simulation of how it's going to travel through the city. And, you know, Jake's watching it, and he's just like, well, uh, what about me? Like, I'm, I'm an ex-tech user. And, you know, Peter's like, don't worry. I created this special bobble that we'll put on your neck, and it'll, like, put a— It'll put a distortion field over your brain, so you'll be fine or whatever. You know, classic, uh, classic yeah. way of getting around something. Yeah, it creates a low-level magnetic field that protects him from the enzyme. I'm going to say one thing though, quickly. Um, this plan that uh, Peter and Rachel have, this uh, putting essentially in the waterways, this uh, this um, this enzyme, is uh, the exact plan that Rachel Ghoul had in Batman Begins. Perfect. It's a it's a flawless plan. It's a flawless plan. I was just like, hey, did did Rachel Ghoul steal this from Peter? <laughs> at any rate jake here's the plan and of course you know we know he needs to stall for time so it's the funniest thought i've ever heard he's just like well it's a good plan but what about all the other cities as soon as we do this we're gonna get caught what why don't we spend some time we'll take the next few weeks how do we come up with a plan where we do this in every city in the world simultaneously and i'm just like good stall jake good stall yeah and it's funny because um peter's sort of a um I, I'll give it to this. I think the performer's always trying to be like a little bit unstable. So it maybe makes sense how easily he is, how easily swayed he is by Jake. But you're right. This is a bad stall. And Rachel's like not into it at all. She's like, okay, you're stalling for something that we're never going to be able to do. We're never going to be able to attack the entire world at once. Jake's like, I think you can. I think we just need a little time. She's like, this is insane. Why don't we just do, we have, we're ready to go. We're ready to do 2 million people. And he's like, all right, well, I don't think I can be part of this unless you want to do it all the way you know guys and then he's like he like walks out i was like i was like this is such a weird stall he really goes for it and it's all just so that like peter can play peacemaker again and be like no he's a good guy and like we can cut away and like go back to cosmos for a second where uh nika has managed to id rachel and uh peter finally they know who they are they did in fact have butte jobs and they went underground they're anti-tech activists who tried to firebomb a tech lord's house and it kind of like drove them into like the outer outer skirts of a society i guess is the idea mm-hmm. and um they're talking about it like the police file in there and all the medical reports and stuff and like how he's been in hospital so much because his mother used to beat him so much and then out of nowhere she's like also he's a sociopath and i'm just like okay what <laughs> yeah well you want to know he's a really bad guy <laughs> yeah 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 this is just basically gives us enough time for like Time to have passed back at bed, bad guy HQ. And Jake's like hanging out in his bed waiting for them to make a decision about whether they're going to kill every city in the world at the same time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he goes he goes back to his like his like room slash like cell where he's just like chill on the bed. He's like, I've already made my point. It's 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 the whole world or nothing. And they come in and Jake makes a big speech about, you know, really knowing firsthand the dangers of tech. Like, it's a pretty good speech, actually, where he talks about how, like, it ruined his family, ruined his life. So he knows what happened to Peter and his sister. Like, he knows the pain they went through. He caused it to his own family and he feels bad about it. And the siblings are impressed by the speech and they're like, all right, well, how about this, Jake? We're going to take you to our secret hiding place where we keep the murder enzyme. We're going to pick it up. And we're going to, you know, go off and do our plan. And they go and they've, they've hidden it in a classic uh, wall that's actually a hologram. So you just reach into the wall and you pull out the, you pull out your enzyme. What I like, though, is like because they, they can't see where they're reaching. I would have liked if they had struggled a little bit to find it because they can't see it. Like there's other things on the shelf. Like a know? bottle rolled out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, and as soon as like literally they pull it out of the wall 
And then Jake just pulls a gun out and says, ha ha, I got you. Give me that. Yeah, it seemed like Jake had made all the right moves in this episode. Even that stall tactic that shouldn't have worked seemed to have worked. But then right away, he just doesn't wait at all. It's like, Jake, just wait till like, I don't know, you're in the car or something. Or to see, I don't know, there just seemed like there's a lot of other times you could have picked this. But he's just like, no, I'm going to pull my gun out right away. And I was like, Jake, even I can see this is they're tricking you. And of course it is. It's all a test for him. And they're like, well, there's no bolt in that gun and there's no enzyme in this thing. Jake's like, ah, well, I'm just going to have to fight all of your goons then. And he just starts throwing fists just punching goons left and right yeah and he of course he's jake so he's beating the goons up yeah so the sister rachel picks up a barrel twice her size lifts it over her head and runs at jake with the barrel but they're on the fifth story of a building she misses and then falls five stories to her death yeah she she was the idea was good she's like i'm gonna incredible hulk this thing but then she just can't handle and falls over and dies I laughed so hard watching her, this this small woman run with a giant barrel overhead and then flip over a banister. I was like, this show rules. Also, like, what was her plan? Her plan was just to smash the barrel on top of him? I guess so. It didn't make any sense. It was not well thought out. Yeah, I just don't think it would have been that effective as an attack. Of course, Peter's very distraught that his sister has just died. And he, he just runs off. He's going to go kill all these these tech heads out there. And, you know, Jake chases after him. Uh, somehow Jake loses him. I don't know how Jake could have possibly like not found him, but he does. He loses them. Yeah. And we get a a little further deduction. We get another scene of deduction where uh, Houston and Nika are trying to figure out what he might do with this because Jake doesn't know what the plan is yet, how to re- how they're going to release the enzyme. That's right. But they're like, hmm, if you're going to do that, this enzyme is water soluble, so you could put it in the water supply. But where? There's so many pump stations. And Jake's like, well, I saw a map while I was there, and it's a little hazy, but it looked like it kind of traveled through a city like this. And they're like, well, that's the fifth pump station you're talking about. And it's this like long scene where they're like deducing where it might be. Hard cut. Jake walks in, and he's just like standing over the water supply like, oh, Jake, you found me. Yeah, it's funny because it's also like, yeah, it's just he, he, he describes something like, imagine like seeing like blueprints of something you've never seen before and don't understand how it works. He's like, yeah, I remember there was like a circle and a long line and I think that's where it was. And she's like, that's guaranteed the fifth one. I know what that is. I'm like, okay, guys, sure. At least it's fast. (laughs) I know. They just want to get through it as quickly as they can. So Jake, like, you know, gets there, starts talking to Peter, trying to like be like, hey man, think about what you're doing. And then we, the audience, and Jake himself notice Peter's wearing one of these uh, dampening devices that's supposed to save tech users from the the effects Mm -hmm. of the enzyme. And Jake's just like, oh, so you've tried tech before too, eh? But your sister didn't know about that. He's like, is that why you brought me on? So you'd have an excuse to make a tech dampening, a tech enzyme killing dampening device, whatever it is. And he's like, yeah, yes, that is true. Yeah. So it's it's a little, in a, look, obviously it's a science fiction show and there's a lot of leaps of logic here. But you have to, as a viewer, understand that this guy uh, wants to kill everyone who uses tech but is also a tech user. He doesn't want to admit it to his sister because he thinks his sister will be upset. So he's like, I know what I'll do. I'll create this thing that protects certain people who use tech from dying, but I can't wear it because then she'll know I'm a tech user. So I'm going to call Jake in, who I know used to use tech. He can wear it and do all the work, and then thus I don't have to ever wear the device, and I can keep my secret of having used tech before. Correct? I, that's basically it i think he's he, he's jake is just there as cover it's very funny right and of course right. they start talking about like he's used tech one time and the one time he tried it, it was disgusting he saw the most disgusting side of himself it was vile so he knew he needed to kill the tech de- users after he saw that and then you know jake and him start wrestling for the vial 
they fall over. The vial breaks. My favorite thing is the vial breaks on the ground, doesn't go in the water. It seems to have splashed uh, old Peter in the face. Uh, but Peter turns over and just like pours the rest of it onto Jake's face. Like he just like was pouring right. enzyme all over Jake's face. Yeah. So we know we know we know Jake's in trouble now. Yes, they're both in trouble. They're both the only people who are going to die of this enzyme. And Peter starts hallucinating first, so we get to see his uh, his his hallucination. And you alluded to this earlier, this relationship with his sister, mm-hmm. and like it's amazing. What we see is his nude sister now. She's never been nude before. She's now completely nude, and they're just making out. And then that is intercut with yeah. an elder woman whipping him like the Passion of Christ, just bloody strips coming off him with each whip, and it is wild. Yeah, it seemed um, uh, um, almost uh, like again they sort of hinted at it earlier, but it almost seems like unmotivated how how um, how detailed this part is. I I did not expect this incest turn at all, and it is so aggressive, just like so aggressive that it's just like his sister's nude, his mother's there, she's whipping him bloody. I'm like, this is all the way. I'm I'm blown away what's happening right now. Well, the thing about it is there wasn't really. Like, again, they, so at least, I mean, I kind of caught it that they were implying it, but it was at much that, like, it was at most that. It wasn't like there was a buildup this whole episode, right? Because even when she died, I was like, oh, his sister died. But it wasn't like, I, I don't know. It, it just, it seemed like a lot. The scene was a lot. And I, again, I, I was like, I was like, is his sister naked? Zero to 60, man. And then, of course, he just yeah. drops dead from a brain hemorrhage. <laughs> yeah. But don't worry. There's one more beat because Jake is hallucinating. Yes, Jake's hallucinating. The tort lord is there. <laughs> that's right it is the tort lord he's alive again he shoots houston in his hallucination and then he comes at jake and he's gonna kill jake too and i'm just like this is the worst thing you could think of jake okay whatever uh, don't you think luke uh the best thing that could have happened here was uh, a cameo from sid gomez oh that'd be great if they brought sid back for a little a little sneak a little sneak preview yeah, I agree. or return that'd or something. Great. we're not that lucky though no, uh, Jake has the wherewithal, though, to crawl across the floor, grab the little dampening device that's on the ground and, like, shove it onto his neck. And uh, as he does, the tort lore disappears, and it's actually Sam Houston standing over him. She's come down to help him, and uh, she's standing there, and, you know, classic uh, smooth ladies' man Jake fashion. He's just like, kiss me so I know I'm not hallucinating. And then she just, like, pinches his face really hard and says, shut the fuck up. Uh, well, she doesn't say it quite that. No, she doesn't but, quite say uh, it like that. Well, well look, I have to ask you, though. We've, we've learned that this patch creates a sort of like a dampening field, so you are protected from the enzyme. But the enzyme's in him now, so putting on the patch shouldn't really do anything. I thought it neutralized the enzyme, though. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Because I was like, so big deal, you put the patch on. You're already infected. Oh, this patch, it does it all, Jordan. <laughs> it does it all. You're right. It does it all. <laughs> anyway, the whole thing ends with a scene. Like, this is it. Jay saved. The whole plot's over, and it ends with a scene... I had trouble making sense of it. I'm going to tell you what I think was supposed to be happening in this scene, but it's Jake, it's Houston, it's Lieutenant Winger, it's a bunch of cops. They're basically dismantling Peter's, like, hideout, Peter and Rachel's hideout. And Mm -hmm. they accidentally trigger a pre-recorded hologram of Peter who's left a message for Jake. And in the message, he's like, hey, so I guess the plan worked. Um, We killed all 2 million tech users in the city. I and my sister have died in the process of that somehow. It's unclear. But, Jake, you've lived and you can carry on our work kind of thing. And then Jake, of course, runs over and he just turns it off. He doesn't want to watch this. And he just sort of walks out of the room. And then Winger walks over and erases the hologram message. And the best I could understand of this is, are we supposed to think that, like, this is Winger doing Jake a favor? Like, 
this is some incriminating message that Jake was working with them and it would be hard to explain for the police. So Winger's just going to erase it for him. Oh, maybe you're right. You know, I didn't really think that. I thought it was more just like, they were just like, enough of this guy. It's over. And just like, like finishing with it. But maybe you're right. Maybe it's a little bit of supposed to be a moment of Winger being like, all right, Jake, you did a good job. I'm going to, I'm going to help you out. Yeah, it, it was not clear what we were supposed to be having because really, like, Jake just looks annoyed to be still hearing this man's voice. That's why he stops it. And then Winger erases it. I was just like... Well, that's what I mean. It just it just looked like he was just like, I'm done with this case. That's what I kind of thought. Yeah, it was it was an odd ending. Like, I couldn't quite suss out what it meant other than, like, they needed to fill the last three seconds of the episode. Yeah. But... Also, also, why do you think Peter would have assumed... Because essentially what it is, it's like, it's a video, like, suicide letter, right? Like, a suicide note. So... I wasn't sure why he would have assumed that Jake would have survived, but they would have died. Well, it's Don't such you think a weird assumption, you know? right? That Jake stayed on their side, that they successfully did the mission, but not only did Peter die, which maybe he could have because of his tech use not telling anybody, but also his sister was dead. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It was weird. But it was just like, yeah, it was to have this, it was set up so we have this moment that's ambiguous at best. I guess what we don't know is he recorded like 75 different hollow messages for a variety <laughs> of different right. intervals. One of them, they get a tort on their way home. They talk about that. He's yeah. like, oh, I see you got a tort. Looks good. I can't wait to get here. Yeah. So uh, I know we're all drunk off this champagne. Anyways, I thought I'd leave a quick video message. <laughs> all right, Jordan. Well, any final thoughts? Any final notes on Tech War before we get into ratings? Well, you know, it, it was funny you talk, going back to Tech War, obviously being years later. And, and again, we had sort of said, like, how is it going to? Uh, hold up and how is it going to be in t- comparison with some of the other things we've watched and, and you're right there's there's a uh, certain charm to this show like look it's not particularly it's not really well directed or acted the props and sets are bad and cheap and some of the costumes are bad too but there is definitely like something there that's kind of fun about this show which is something that um has been lacking a lot of tv shows we watch is that kind of element of fun and i will say this uh, yes, there's some leaps of logic and there's some things that don't make sense. However, everything happens in the proper order and it all sort of like ties in and wraps up. You're like, all right, that was an episode of TV where sometimes you're just like, like we just watched Project UFO where it was just like spinning wheels until the very end. They're like, anyways, nothing happened. I'd prefer this to Project UFO. Jordan, I think you owe Tech War an apology. I think I do. I think I owe Tech War an apology. I'm sorry, Tech War. You're not, you're not that bad. You're not good, but you're not that bad compared to some of the stuff we've watched. You're not that bad. And Jordan, I think you owe a thank you to Ryan. <laughs> thank you, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I was happy to be back. I'll tell you that much. Well, okay, what do you want to rate Zero Tolerance? Yeah, I mean, look, again, this is from our, uh, what I would say, future perspective of looking back at this show. It's probably higher than I would have rated if we had just watched it in a row. Because, again, I, I guess I would have probably called you and be like, Luke, I, I can't do this. This podcast's over. Um, I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. Yeah, Jordan, I mean, Butte Jobs, Morph Masks, Lieutenant Winger, Jake Cardigan, Surfing the Net Through the Matrix, a full-blown nude incest brother-sister makeout at the end. Jordan, Tech Wars got it all. I love this show. And what are you going to give it? 8.5. 8.5. That's got to be your highest you've ever given a Tech War. I now think Tech War is the best thing we've watched. (laughs) Well, maybe someone else will suggest another episode. Every moment of it was funny. All the dialogue is like bizarre. Like there's so much depth and like weird yeah. canon and like even the stuff in the background, like just thud three in the background. I'm like, what? This show has so much more effort put into it than most of the stuff we watch. 
you're right there is uh the people who like the art team and uh uh the set deck team and stuff these people put in a lot of effort and what i'm assuming is not a lot of uh uh, support from the top but uh they they did their job Oh dear, but it was fun. It was really fun to go back and watch some tech some tech war. Me too. I was a little disappointed Shatner wasn't there. I really hoped for us he'd be there. But I know he's like his his uh his involvement was uh negligible at best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's only out there when his uh daughter's written and directed an episode. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's true. At any rate, Seriously, thank you to Ryan for making that donation yeah. and uh, for asking us to watch this episode. It was, a, it was a real treat to go back and watch some Tech War. And we, yeah, I'm glad we watched it. Yeah, we can't thank you enough for doing that donation to charity on uh, on our behalf and on your own behalf and for us to get to watch this. So it was great. Mm-hmm. And if you, listener, want one of these bonus content, bonus episode things for yourself, you can go to our website or you can check our social media. We have a link on there, but there's a bonus episodes for charity section. You can go in. You can select one of the charities that have been pre-selected by our past guests have listed their favorite charities. You give a donation to one of those, and uh, we'll we'll do uh, we'll do a bonus episode for you. Um, you can go there. You yeah. can read all the details on how you pick an episode that we didn't watch before. All that stuff's on the website. I'll let you go check mm-hmm. it out for yourself. Yeah. Are you desperate for threshold? Threshold. You can get those last two episodes of threshold. <laughs> yeah. How do you think that show's aged? I mean, it was pretty tough when it, we were watching it. That was pretty old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Techor wasn't a it, Techor wasn't a struggle. Tech War, it was not a struggle. It was honestly a real treat. Yeah, agreed. At any rate, you can email us at continuedragonchannel.com as always. And on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook, we're going to have some uh, clips from this from uh, Tech War as naked always. Naked Sister. You love that. The Naked Sister is going to be on. Yeah, yeah, her back. Her her just yeah, like, a... her back is just all, all we see. It's PG nudity. Uh, we'll definitely have some morph masks. We'll definitely have some fireballs. Yeah, that's good. Um... Yeah, what else happened in this episode? Are we, I mean, are you going to try to get a... Is there enough to get a clip of uh, 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 Thud 3? I, unfortunately not. It's it's only in their background for a quick second. Mm. But so you'll have to watch it and enjoy that yourself. You have to viewers. imagine Thud 3 for yourself. That's right. <laughs> but I will begin to work on the screenplay for the coordinator soon. Nice, nice. Let me know if you need any tips. <laughs> Insider knowledge. Mm-hmm. But that wraps it up for this uh, little bonus content episode. So, listener, thank you for joining us. And, Ryan, thank you for doing this. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. (laughs) He doesn't get a chant. (laughs) All right, everybody. We'll see you back on the regular show. Bye. Continuum Drag is recorded in Toronto, Ontario, and Seoul, South Korea. Theme music by James Rick Seedler. Produced by Jordan Delick and Luke Black. Special thanks to Aaron Younes.